0: I'm Val. And we're here to do our 6A recap.
1: A while after we finished 6A. Um, Yeah. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We did 6, and then we took two weeks off. We did 6. Well, we did like all of 6A. Okay, yes. We We finished. We did all the episodes, and then we do our recap. But then Val's brother got married, and then I did a week at a club in York where we live, and then we always do it at night, so it just kept on not happening. And here we are, the day that is coming out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, it's already supposed to be out, yeah, nine so... minutes ago.
0: Ooh, wow, that's very now. People really know where we are in space and yeah. time. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a little hesitant about. Well, this is why, because we didn't do one of these for seasons one or two, no. right? We started during season three doing these, and I would like to go back and do yeah. season one and season two recaps. Yeah. However, it's amazing how many of these like small details you can lose in your memory.
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: So, um, we're going to do our best.
0: But this is about kind of a broad overview of the season on the whole, and it's interesting to look at where things start and where things finish and what are some of the themes are that are examined. And... Um, maybe one day we'll get back and do one and two years from now after we've recovered <laughs> from our Sopranos podcast, Odyssey.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: So where do you want to start? We I... can start with where the season starts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would make probably sense. That would sense. make a
0: lot of logical sense. So it's interesting because we're starting about two years after the arrest of Johnny Sack. We have this seven souls musical number that gives us this introduction and we're seeing time pass. We see a What's lot of What's happened characters. to these
1: characters in the meantime, yeah.
0: But there has been a lot of time since season five. Um, and we have kind of like progressed. You're sure it's two years? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a very long time. So things are quite different. Right. And it's interesting because time also kind of passes throughout the course of this season and a lot of things change. Like where people, in some ways, where people start and where some people end are quite different. Totally. And the landscape is quite different in 6A than it has been in the past. I mean, we have Phil Leotardo running the New York mob. It's a very different relationship than it was with Johnny Mm -hmm. Sack. Mm -hmm. We have different characters are kind of coming into the foreground. We have Vito kind of becoming a prominent player, himself being a character who right at the beginning of the season is shown to have changed significantly. He's gone through this weight loss um, he's kind of introduced as kind of like a new person. Mm-hmm. And-
1: Which is such an interesting, I mean we've talked about this when we talked about Vito, but like such an interesting decision on the part of the team um, to have this character who, he was the one, right, who was like guy in Bakers, in, bakery. in Bakery, right? Like when <laughs> he first one. started, right? right? And then he became Vito, who was right. like never really someone you paid all that much attention right. to until he started, you know, giving blowjobs in cars and stuff like that. Right. But now you have him in this season um, taking on a really major role. And also like you see and it's also like reflective of his um, over these past two years, like you're talking about, like clearly he's gotten more power or is seeking to gain more power mm-hmm. in his role. In the mob as well, and so like he kind of is like he's like more present in our psyche,
0: yeah, as viewers too. No, absolutely, and I think the interesting thing about Vito in this season is this idea of identity. Like, what is his identity and who is he? Because it seems to change a lot, and he. Well, I think that's an himself. overarching
1: kind of theme of the season.
0: Definitely, but Vito kind of takes that to a new it. level. Yeah, yeah, he exemplifies it because I mean, there's so many characters that he's kind of playing throughout the course of the series and this season in particular. I mean, we have him as having a new identity through weight loss. We have him as a homosexual, as a heterosexual, the way that he presents himself. Mm -hmm. We have him presenting himself as being a part of the CIA to his family. Mm -hmm. We have him even in that first season being a different person. So Vito is kind of somebody who (laughs) deep, it's hard to keep track of who he really is. And he is always presenting himself differently to different people. And, we have to kind of wonder if he even has a core identity, if he even mm. knows what he is, mm-hmm. and I think it's complicated because there are these conflicting factions of mm-hmm. of his person.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, we can just stick to talking about Vito. One of the interesting things about Vito and his journey, right, is we, you know, we have him leave Soprano world, right, and go to Dartford,
0: yeah, um,
1: which I think is a really funny name for a village, I always or a town. Yeah. our city. Dartford. The city of Dartford. Dartford. Um, but, and, and then we see him, like, again, linked into, like, who is Vito and what is his identity. He, I mean, he takes on a fake identity there, too, as a writer, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, which is something we see other characters, like, talk about being writers yeah. or have this identity as writers as well. But we see that ultimately he, he can't sustain that, right? He has to come back. And so that's when he reenters New Jersey. And, you know, his ultimate downfall is kind of dealing with this aspect. Like, clearly, like, if there's anything about Vito, it's that he's, like, the mob is his family. Right. And is the thing that defines him, right? He really can't escape that.
0: Right. And ultimately, he's presenting himself as... What people Some. are looking for in these different families, but at the end of the season, most people reject it because they realize that he's fake, mm-hmm. that it's a false identity. Mm-hmm. He's not really a part of the crew of the mafia anymore because mm-hmm. there's this 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 kind of aspect of his of his personality of who he that is that doesn't fit. That in. doesn't it's fit not congruent. Yeah, and it's the same thing with Johnny Cakes. Like when he gets in touch with him in the end, he's rejected. Yeah, because he also isn't compatible with him anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there is this, like, uh, you know, I think you're on to something with, like, the way that other people kind of interpret identities, right? Like, they, you know, I mean, with everybody, like, we we sell ourselves to different people in different ways and highlight different aspects of your identity. Um, But if people come to discover that that's not something honest or true about you, right, then that reflects even larger on your Mm -hmm. whole identity, right? Like, it's kind of like, well, who are you, really? Um, And that's, I think, the thing with Johnny Cakes is he's he's sensitive to that that's not something that he can overcome yeah either right and so this kind of you know and Vito told him all sorts of lies even lies he didn't really have to lie about like you know that he was still married or whatever right Right. like um
0: or the cia and ultimately his kids find out about that and that they reject that story yeah. And uh ultimately well, it just Well, and how
1: all kind of and how apart. awful for them, right? Mm-hmm. Like that the last thing you remember of your father is that he told you this lie and you right. find out like what really happened. I think that's like a it's a very small scene when they yeah. like find that out, but Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, and it's also interesting to think about how Vito deals with these fabrications of who he is and how other characters like Tony deal with these fabrications of who they are and what people can get away with Mm I mean ultimately Vito doesn't really have the power to Mm -hmm. be able to survive
1: yeah well and a lot of people who try to escape their mob identity in this show do end up dead right Right. so we also have at the beginning of this season Eugene Pontecorvo right right? exactly right Mm -hmm. and it's when he's trying to like nice segue (laughs) (laughs) but we can come back to Vito I just like I just wanted to make that like that comparison it's true um that he like makes this effort like he clearly does have this other like family identity in his relationship with his wife and and whatever right. and he tries to kind of assert that but again it's not congruent with the mob and so therefore is not yeah okay it's not allowable right, right. just like Vito and his homosexuality exactly. was not um was just not okay yeah. I mean, for the mob. For the mob. We,
0: we are world. we are okay <laughs> <laughs> with fine, Vito
1: okay. and whatever totally his cool. heart desires. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think, like, it also, I mean, that, like, that whole, like, just to go back to Vito for a second, mm-hmm. um, it also kind of captures these larger things about what it takes to fit into different communities, right? So, like, kind of the the weight loss element, like, is that tied into his identity as more of, like, this, you know, uh, gay writer who's, you know, like, right. is that weight loss? Because the guys in the mob are big. Right. Often, right? right. Like, Tony's big. And, right. And Bobby's big. And, like, you know, Pussy was big. And so, like...
0: He's becoming less like them. Yeah. In that and that's and, something we've talked about before, too, yeah. in terms of stature and size and actually how that can kind of project yeah. an, an image of strength. And there's even, like, signs that kind of... um kind of support that kind of view of stature as kind of power. And throughout the show, there's a lot of these, like, Mm -hmm, suckling pegs, these shots, these signs, these things that kind of, like, relate to size. And things, I think going back to even, like, first, second season, there's examples that we talked about a million years ago. So So go back and listen to it, and you can can (laughs) just talk about that. But actually, that, that idea of stature is definitely relevant because... Tony is growing in size throughout mm-hmm. the course of the show. Bobby actually kind of shrinks. Mm-hmm. So it does kind of reflect these power dynamics in a way and where people stand in relation to each other. Because going into 6B, Bobby and Tony have a very different relationship than they have yes. than they did at the beginning of the show. Yes. And so there is kind of like a flip based on even just that. Yeah. And it's interesting to think about.
1: Well, and we also see characters like at different times kind of like wasting away, right? Like mm-hmm. even if we go back to the beginning. Of the show, yeah, with Jackie Aprile, who we see like we kind of meet in the we meet him in the hospital, basically, right? When he is like weak and sick and on his way, like he's no longer powerful, right? Like that's when we see Tony mm-hmm. take on this role, right? right? Like we see him take on this role and become this bigger, more, and they they have a lot of like size comparisons, even with the two of them back yeah. then, right? So it is kind of like size, I think, is really important in this episode. Definitely. Or in, in, the in this in show. The show. In not This is not an episode.
0: Yeah, but. absolutely. Yeah. Where do you want to go from here? I think there's a lot of... We could just like talk through places. other
1: characters. Like, okay. you know, like uh, if you want to talk well, about that Eugene Pontecorvo for talk, a second. I mean, I think
0: it's minor. I mean, it's only yeah. in the first episode, but yeah. I think it does relate to Vito in the way that you yeah. were talking about. Um, I think for me, actually, the idea of identity maybe most translates to Carmela's arc in this season mm. in terms of where she starts and where she ends... Um, she starts off the season kind of remembering Adriana. It's in
1: that first montage.
0: Yeah. Wanting to reach out about looking for her, kind of pressuring there. Also trying to put pressure on this spec house through Tony, through illicit means, to Mm -hmm. get it built. And then when we look at where she is at the end of the season, she ends up with her spec house. Tony eventually comes around and (laughs) does put pressure. So Carmella does get what she wants. Just but, to
1: get her off his back. But. but just
0: to get her off his back about pursuing Adriana, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because when I look at that, it's almost like if you had like two choices, one is kind of more righteous it's like than the, the other. It's like the good son. Is it like the good son? <laughs> I love to reference the good son and that scene with Macaulay Culkin at the end. Right. Yeah. You have like Macaulay Culkin yeah. and other boy yeah. Yeah. hanging off a cliff. Yeah. You're holding them. Uh, Which one do you save? Yeah. It's a weird reference that I make all the time you in my make life, it all considering the time. I think when I was a kid, my parents were watching that movie and I walked in just at that scene. And it really stuck with me. And mm-hmm. I, I like to think of life in terms of
1: the, the Macaulay-Culkin scene <laughs> and The Good Son. Yeah.
0: So thank you. I appreciate it. You're that. welcome. Um, but. It turns out Macaulay Culkin's a bad one, right? <laughs> I, I forget. Okay, let's say Macaulay Culkin's a bad one. Think he is. Carmella saves Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. She
1: has two choices. Like, and well, we, we've seen Carmella have many choices, you know, at lots of different times. Right.
0: The bad side. <laughs> she usually
1: chooses Macaulay. Yeah.
0: So she does actually have an opportunity to pursue Adriana and actually follow. Mm-hmm this feeling that she has that something isn't right Mm -hmm. and yet she's kind of bought off as she has been previously in the show and for me what that kind of represents is something that has happened to other characters throughout the series leading up to this point which is kind of an acceptance of who they are an acceptance of this kind of negative lifestyle that damages other people and kind of falling into it after actually reflecting on it which is much worse than just blindly engaging in it so Carmella goes to Paris, she has this kind of existential realization Mm -hmm. of what life is and what life means to her and what her identity is, Mm -hmm. and she really thinks about these things, and yet when she comes back, she's willing to kind of drop Adriana, she's willing to use her husband's connections of God knows what to get her spec house up and running, which she doesn't really deserve. I mean, the fact that her spec house isn't running is because it seems that it's unsafe, and yet Mm -hmm. that's completely irrelevant even when she goes to Paris there's kind of this quid pro quo with Tony of allowing him to kind of return to his previous life Um, it's kind of suggested that he can do whatever he wants when she's gone but for me there's something about actually kind of examining your own psyche and dealing with existentialism and thinking about it and then still choosing this road that's mm-hmm. much worse than just choosing the road and not thinking yeah, about
1: it. Yeah, but we have all the characters and then this in this season do this, right? Cuz we think about Paris, if we think about Dartford. This is the point. And if we yeah. think about Costa Mesa or exactly. wherever, wherever the fuck Tony went. Yeah. Um that these characters all had a chance to escape the life that they're living. I mean Paris, I mean maybe a little bit like less like in a more like, a less a, lit, a, less like a, literal like, way, yeah. but it's like having this space to really discover your own identity, but yet then still coming out of those journeys, if you want to put it that way, and being like, actually, like I'm coming back to this life, and this is the life I want. Like, like when Carmela goes to. To Paris, and Rosalie says something like, "Oh, there's a Bellevi- Belleville or whatever yeah. I think it was. There's a Belleville in in France too. Right. Like comparing it to a right. New Jersey city, right? Like it's always this like drawback into right. like, what you know or what you're. I don't know.
0: I, yeah, totally. I think this is really important though. This almost yeah, this acceptance of this this lifestyle mm-hmm. that that we've seen. It's it's very kind of profound, and I think that it applies to many characters, and I think that. For Tony, for myself, that's like one of the most significant aspects of his arc for the series on the whole mm-hmm. that we'll be examining in six B. Yeah. So I think that it happens to other characters, because like Tony is also going through the same thing.
1: Sorry, he, did you want to talk about Carmela more? Do, you, well, want to, all, like, do all, you want to I mean, stick on of, this identity issue? It's or? kind
0: of related. I mean, it yeah. is kind of a question of of identity, and for me, that's kind of the defining aspect of the season. And yes. when examining it and yeah, deconstructing yeah. it on a season. I just know that we also want to so talk right.
1: about. Where characters start and where characters end and so I just but for me, that's wanna...
0: the most relevant part. Like in okay. broad strokes for six a, Carmela's start and end is the fact that she accepts this. And it also yes. is for it's and Tony. I
1: like that it's framed by the Adriana dreams.
0: Also. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for Tony, I mean, we start um, we start this season. I mean he's he denies Eugene his exit, mm-hmm. but the most significant thing is that, He's shot, and then he, he goes to Costa Mesa. He goes to this place, mm-hmm. and he reflects, and then he kind of comes back thinking that life is a gift and thinks about changing. And it's kind of an identity that he assumes. It's kind yeah. of a character. Totally. It's a kind of like Kevin Finnerty. Right. Yeah. But it's not real. And by the end of the season, he's actually exactly where he started, if not... Worse. Maybe worse. I think. Well, like almost like
1: reaffirmed. Like it's almost like solidified. Like it actually has cancelled out the possibility of those other characters to exist.
0: Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I think that's really fascinating. I mean, he's cheating on Carmela. Yeah. We see yeah, we see all these things happening that ostensibly he wouldn't be doing anymore. So he's just returned, but he's actually thought about it. So it's that same thing of reflection, but then acceptance of your behavior and actually re engaging in it. Well, and
1: there's that great and I was talking about this last night when we were kind of thinking about this. Um, there's that great uh, scene with Malfi and Cooperberg, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Nothing's actually changed. It's only a matter of time before he totally decompensates." Right. And I think like going into six B, that's yes something that really sticks with me.
0: Yeah, that's okay. So I'm, I'm I think that is a very key line. So I'd I'd like to like deconstruct it with you. So nothing's really changed. It's just a matter of time before he decompensates. What do you think it means by decompensating?
1: Well, I think Tony does compensate for a lot of elements of his true identity, right? He puts on this show that he's this family guy. He puts on this, you know, kind of like uh, life is a gift. And you know what? The fact that my mom was terrible to me and my uncle shot me and whatever, like, I'm fine. I'm powerful. I have things under control. Right. And I think like for me, like decompensating really is like that you're like no longer able to compensate for mm-hmm. these things. And you just like are your true essence. I mean, yes. it like breaks you down to what you really are.
0: I like that a lot. That's great. That's very good. Put me on the spot. there. <laughs> that. I was like, I thought we did deconstruct this already, but that's what I think. No, but I mean, I think that's, <laughs> that's what's happening as yeah. we go into the end of the show. Yeah. And I think that that one line from Melfi actually really does sum up I not not just That one always has stuck from with me. 6B. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Tony's, you know, journey this season, right? Again, we kind of still see these lingering, um, uh, we see lingering effects of the shooting, right? And we talked about this throughout this season, like, kind of, like, hopeful. Like, maybe this will be the thing that, changes Tony right right? you're all like I mean in real life too you're always like you know if you have someone in your life who is you know whatever making poor choices you're like maybe this will be the thing that really like kicks them into gear or like helps them turn around maybe I'm a pessimist but like I don't know if there's that many things out there that are like that Mm -hmm. I think like people are going to be who they are um without resources and without support surrounding them to actually be this better person. And Tony doesn't have that, yeah. right? Like, Tony doesn't have capacity to change because the people who are in his life are also the same as him. Right. They're also terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, even Melfi, to some extent. Right. She's not...
0: She's definitely not successfully breaking through. No. She's definitely not structuring therapy in a way where it even really has the potential to change anything for him. And no. maybe that's not on her. Maybe it's impossible. Yeah. But I, it is a question. Well, it's that's the big question
1: asking. of the show also, right? right. Like quit. Can Tony ever change?
0: Right. But is she complicit in a way?
1: In some ways. In some ways. Yep.
0: And is there somebody out there who would be able to break through and make him address these, these things and, and actually change for the better and mm. have a better impact on the world? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, again, maybe I'm a pessimist, but... Right.
0: Maybe if Elliot Kupferberg had him as a patient, well, he'd be I, fine. I think he's
1: even worse than Melfi, yeah, but... Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and I think that's the other thing, like, about this, right? Like, Tony does really struggle with killing Vito, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's the interesting tie, again, between Tony and Vito, who have both gone on these identity journeys in this season. Um that, you know, we do see hesitancy in Tony to kill him, Mm -hmm. right? To not just let him go off and live this life. And I think it kind of ties back into, like, you know, Tony's image of himself as a patio salesman, you know, his journey with being Kevin Finnerty and and having this whole other life, right? That's different than the one he leaves. I think that is something that kind of, like, resonates with Tony. I don't think Tony is without... Knowledge that he could have, like, he talks about it. I could have been the, like, you know, the star football player. Mm. Um, I could have um, been a patio salesman. Whatever, right? Like, I think Tony, he's not so blind as to not kind of think of those other things outside, but he just, he can't, Fill those yeah um but i think like for other characters he would like that he would like for example aj to escape mm-hmm. from the life that he has been perpetuated in his family he would like um like again he, i think he like kind of would have liked it if he could have just let Vito disappear yeah you know absolutely
0: um i think actually that's a good segue too because where this is full of segues today just killing it all yeah. the segues but where this season ends up is interesting for me in terms of AJ and Meadow's arc because to some degree I feel like it's almost reminiscent of the end of season three when mm-hmm. Meadow kind of escaped the family mm-hmm. and she runs across the street after Jackie's funeral and for me it's very symbolic of her actually mm-hmm. kind of escaping the orbit of Tony Soprano and, and, and her family. So Meadow is actually in California. Mm-hmm. She's actually successfully gotten away at the beginning of the season. She's in a place where she's actually kind of brought into the family because her dad is shot and she becomes more a part of the family more concerned taking care of business if anything AJ is actually further apart at that point because he is kind of a disappointment to Mm -hmm. Carmella and he's not really doing anything Mm -hmm. and his emotional reaction is questionable to what's going on he's just
1: like emotionally stunted as a person but but interestingly
0: (laughs) at the end of the season Meadow's away, and I kind of wonder if California is kind of a...
1: Also a Costa Mesa. A Costa or a, Mesa, yeah.
0: Paris, Dartford kind of place for Meadow where she has the opportunity Maybe to Maybe she's kind of,
1: in Costa Mesa, California.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's not, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. But it is interesting because she has actually escaped the family. So, like, will she be, you know, like, which of which of Tony's siblings is she going to be like? Is she going to be like, you know, is she going to get away or is she going to be like Janice and end up coming back? Interestingly, I think AJ's arc in this season is very important. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very easy to overlook it. Mm -hmm. But I think that by the end of the season, there's a lot of legitimacy to AJ as a character. And I think that there's a turning point when Tony's actually tough on him, breaks the windshield of his car. It's, It's rough, but the fact that he does get him into this construction work He's actually out there working. By the end of the season, we have him buying a necklace for Blanca. At the
1: mall. <laughs>
0: for Blanca at mall, which yeah. seems
1: like, a like not mall. a big deal, yeah. but
0: that's a huge symbol. Because, yeah. you know, he's also oh, well, Like we could have got you a discount, and he rejects that. Yeah. He doesn't even think to take advantage of no. his family's connections. Yeah. He goes out, he spends his money, he earned that money. Well, we see
1: him. We see he sells his drum kit this season. He sells his bike,
0: which he didn't really work. (laughs) I guess he
1: didn't really sell his bike. He traded his bike for protect for for, banging. (laughs) Yeah, well, to like to get those guys away from his girlfriend's house. You know, that's nice. Um. But we do see him. I mean, like, and there are some like you could see his arc also as negative. Like, he drops out of college, and he's lost his job at Blockbuster, and he's, you know, like, there's lots of AJ in this season. I don't see it that but way. Then, by but the then, end of but then, but no. But eight. by yeah. the end, yeah, and like, yeah. Um, I actually think, like, I mean, you know, we talked about Tony and Carmela being racist and mm-hmm. terrible, but like, they just they can't. Again, it's like kind of that thing like they can't accept something that is really outside of what their view is either even though maybe they want that for aj they still can't i don't know like there are problems underneath
0: the surface so even when things seem positive there's a lot of questions yeah there's a lot of issues going on also i mean yeah the fact that like his w-2 form is even referenced like there's a legitimacy to the work that he's doing that differentiates him from the rest of his family uh even like blanca i mean being like spanish bring the word for white like i think that there's actually something to that like there's often in this show like a focus on blacks and whites and Mm -hmm. actually like pretty literally associating them with these two choices that people have Mm -hmm. and the black and white kind of viewpoints that different characters have in their psychologies about how they process the world but i think that that's also not irrelevant where he ends up what his priorities are who he's with um what do you think who's next
1: I don't have a good segue for you this time. Oh,
0: man. No segue? Yeah. Uh, color stuff. <laughs> <laughs> color
1: stuff. What? Um, I don't know. I, you know, when I talk about AJ, mm-hmm. I often, and we often have in the past, like, relate him to Christopher. Because yep. I think, like, that's kind of, again, when we look at, like, these generations of this family, the mob family, as well as the Soprano family, Christopher's kind of this, like, in-between character mm-hmm. who's, like, very much, like, torn between identities maybe Mm -hmm. more than like you know we've dealt with him and his identities you know since the beginning of season one basically but he's like he's between he kind of you know like aj is clearly like you know again like we see that in the season like aj seems to clearly be like out tony's clearly in christopher has always struggled mm-hmm. right with i mean we, we get the plot for cleaver yeah this season which is great movie excellent i can't wait for that movie to come out <laughs> um and you know we see him really like investigating right they go for those meetings with ben kingsley yeah this season right mm-hmm. um we see him really kind of like trying to pursue that element of his identity. I've always kind of questioned like Tony's... He kind of takes advantage of Tony's yeah. weakness mm-hmm. in those moments to be like, oh no, this is good. Like we're making money, like mm-hmm. to put himself out there. Where Christopher ends up, however, and again, we see this with other characters who are trying to like escape and embrace these other parts of their identity. Yeah, He doesn't end up dead, but he does end up using Yeah, again. um. And we get some good insight into Christopher this season. Um, anyway, so, sorry, I'll stop that for one second. Like, just compared to AJ, right, we right. see how these, you know, we see kind of through Christopher the potential for where AJ, like on this spectrum, like where mm. AJ could kind of end up. And so we can kind of place him right. totally um, right. in relation to Christopher. Um, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we didn't have a segue. Oh. So um fire. You know, we, well, I think one of the key moments that, that for me, for Christopher this season, is that we actually get the flashback to mm-hmm. when he tells Tony about Adriana. Uh, we don't get that scene back in, back yeah. in last season. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that really shows us, again, like that Christop- like, Christopher made a decision mm-hmm. that defines his identity. Definitely. Right? Um, he had another way out, also. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and he, we see that, that, you know, we're unclear for a long time, like kind of like his responsibility for that. Um, we also see him like, you know, saying nasty things about Adriana and things like that too. Right. Which, um, we can see how he's like, um, compensating, I guess, like for, for that as well in his life. And, you know, he's suddenly married to Kelly and having a baby and yeah. Um, and then, you know, ultimately starting doing to great. use again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, like you can't, you can't keep up a facade, right? Like there, there ha- there's something has to give at some point. Totally.
0: Um, well, yeah. even like when you examine from our perspective as the audience, like he starts off the season in a much better place. Like he's a, he's made capo, which has like always been his dream. And yet at the end of the season, he's back to being an addict. So, I mean, one of the criticisms of this show is, People often get kind of tired of the Christopher returning to being an addict story, but there is this kind of pervasive, there's this kind of like, there's this pervasiveness of how that's always kind of around the corner for Christopher and he's always coming back to it and it is a facade in some ways, like he can't overcome this issue that he has. And that is where he ends up. And there is this kind of regularity of the cycle that reflects the regularity of life that they're all dealing with.
1: That Christopher in particular is trying to escape. Yeah. um, But just keeps getting drawn back into it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we'll see where it goes for him because being an addict is no bueno. What's a no, no no bueno segue. Um,
1: Yeah. Drugs are no bueno.
0: (laughs) Phil Leotardo is no bueno.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Shooting. Phil
0: Leotardo is no bueno.
1: Yeah. Phil Leotardo, we really get to know him this season, too, really. Like, we have a little bit last season with, you know, the death of his brother and, you know, who's, like, a million years younger than him, Mm -hmm. as we've talked about (laughs) before. Yeah. Um, But we really kind of start to see the actual, like, cruelty of of Phil. Yeah. We also find out he's related to, Vito.
0: yeah, absolutely. Or Vito's wife. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he ends up in this different place at the end of the season as well. Like he ends up in a hospital and it's kind of insinuated that he's gone through his own journey and gone to his own place because mm-hmm. that's what Tony references. Mm-hmm. And what we were talking about in that episode is whether or not Tony was kind of weaponizing that against Phil, yes. which is interesting too, because that also kind of suggests kind of an acceptance of... Yeah. Tony kind of taking on this role as somebody who is a manipulator.
1: Well, you can't, I mean, and people who are manipulators take advantage of people who are in weak spaces, right? And people who are grappling with their identities are not at their strongest, right? There's a lot of room for manipulation in people who have gone through something big.
0: It's fascinating to look at Phil Leotardo, actually, because he comes across as so no bueno. Mm -hmm. But there's actually these like little suggestions kind of kind of scattered throughout the season that make it seem like he is actually questioning his identity. And he does have difficulties with this kind of cut and dry viewpoint mm-hmm. um, on everything around him. Mm-hmm. It's actually his wife who's much more who's terrifying. Who's
1: crazy. Yeah. yeah. I know. We never knew. You can
0: kind of miss these things like on first viewing, yeah. first viewings even. <laughs>
1: yeah. On many viewings. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, we have him ultimately in charge or, I don't know, in charge is not the, really the right terminology, but um, of Vito's death, yeah. right? And it's done in this very cruel way. We know that he likes to kill people in a very cruel way. Right. Um, no no. But that's... You know, there. I, I feel like I feel like we read about this another time. Like that, there's some speculation. Like, is he questioning his sexuality? Definitely, yeah. That's definitely right? something
0: that's discussed. Yeah, like that coming Even out like of the closet. Even like literally coming out of the yeah. Closet,
1: you know? um, I don't know if I go that far on on you Phil. You can make
0: a case, but, I guess. But, but I, I it's think pretty, like yeah. this has
1: been a member of his family, right? This is his cousin's his cousin's husband.
0: Oh, Who's, uh, whatever. Like, you yeah, know, like whatever. <laughs>
1: they're related somehow. Um, and like. You know, he, you know, hopefully anybody would have some kind of hesitation, but he has less hesitation than others.
0: Mm-hmm. He's,
1: yes. no bo- he's mostly no bueno, that's, I would say.
0: That's the main point from yeah. this season. <laughs> yeah. But it is interesting. And it also leaves the season at a point where there's this kind of tenuous relationship between New York and New yeah. Jersey going into the final season. Yeah. So, I mean, this show is constantly dealing with um, the ends of seasons in a kind of anticlimactic way so we do kind of end in an anticlimactic way of sorts but there is also the suggestion that things could get worse and so it'll be interesting to explore 6B and kind or of maybe see where they go
1: maybe they get better
0: yeah maybe it'll just end off very uneventfully like everyone with mo- the whimper
1: everyone moves to Dartford or whatever yeah. and
0: <laughs> it'll just end yeah yeah <laughs> um, speaking of Old people. <laughs> Junior's an old person. Okay, cool. we're done with segues. We're just gonna. Talk. Well,
1: maybe can we talk about Johnny Sack? For okay. essentially, we're talking also about. Also
0: Great segue. Well, no.
1: Done. Also a boss of New York. And, oh, amazing! You know. Even okay. better! Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, he. I was what I was about to say before you tried to segue. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I was about to say it is interesting to see kind of like. Tony's relationship with because we've had multiple bosses of Mm -hmm. the New York family bosses slash whatever acting bosses, whatever you want. Right. And how Tony kind of responds and how Tony um, manipulates or I mean, mostly manipulates, but like, you know, how Tony engages Um, Tony and Johnny Sack actually had a relatively healthy relationship they're both i mean johnny sack is is a nut yeah um and we've seen those scenes where you know tony finds him very challenging to deal with right um but you know when you compare that relationship and the way that they worked together to the way that in this season tony is working with bill leotardo there's obviously a lot more conflict it's like a lot more tense yeah um in this season and you know that comes from you know tony b shooting his brother Mm -hmm. and and all those things too um but it's interesting to see where we you know we had johnny sack as the acting boss Mm -hmm. um for the past two one season for a while for a while um that he's just completely stripped of his power stripped of any wealth that he had Mm -hmm. right Uh, And he, you know, we have his daughter, you know, we have his daughter...
0: Getting married. Allegra? Mm -hmm.
1: Allegra, yeah. thank you. Um, getting married this season. And we actually start to see Johnny Sack as this character who actually, compared to a lot of other characters, mm. does really care about his family. Absolutely. And makes choices even when it doesn't you know, directly benefit him mm-hmm. to try to preserve his family's well-being. Yeah. Um, and he has to make some pretty sad decisions. I mean, like that scene where he does get pulled away from his daughter's wedding is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene where his house is being given to Janice right. is really yeah. terrible, yeah. you know? Um, and so, and we see how that impacts him.
0: Yeah. Even on that daughter's wedding too, like where he's crying, the way that that's interpreted mm-hmm. by the other members is interesting in the way that that um, relates him to Phil Diotardo because Phil is the one who comes down so heavily on that. And yet in the end, Tony's comments to him when Phil is in this weakened position, he's also crying so there is actually a connection between those two characters that is interesting because phil comes across as a more kind of consistently bad no bueno character Mm -hmm, yeah um and even though he's so critical of johnny's identity and personality where he Mm -hmm. cries he actually has that within himself as well yeah um selling the house to janice and bobby
1: a good segue thank you yeah thank you we speaking of Janice and so Bobby. Speaking of those
0: two. And yeah. uh, <laughs> um It's a, yeah, I mean we were talking about Bobby's stature in actual kind of like size, but also
1: I mean, we see him loving trains this season, which is a yeah. fun, a funny Hobby. Yeah. And that's a very big part of his identity mm-hmm. for some reason or right. another. <laughs> he gets very, like, he really wants his son to also partake in this aspect of his identity right. that's outside of mob right. activity. And Bobby's always kind of been...
0: An outsider. An
1: outsider. Yeah. Like, he's, he's more nurturing and yeah. he's, uh, you know, like, we've seen him portrayed as more effeminate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the trains are very important. to him.
0: Yeah, and throughout the course of the season, I mean, his marriage and relationship to Janice is—they have a kid preserved. Now. They have a kid. There is a closer relationship between Bobby and Tony, and so there is kind of going into the last season more power, more kind of stature within mm-hmm. the family. But
1: we also we see Janice. Yeah, we see Janice trying to negotiate this Absolutely. for Bobby, though, especially right?
0: in the beginning of the season. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, even by the end, actually, it is complicated. Bobby gets shot. He gets shot in the eye. Mm -hmm. He's wearing this eye patch. Tony's upset about it. He's kind of blaming Bobby. Yeah. But there is kind of a different um, place in the hierarchy and in the family for Bobby going forward. And, actually, I mean, we have the benefit of, believe it or not, we have seen this show before. (laughs) But going into 6B, Bobby is kind of in a more prominent role. And, actually, Mm -hmm. that starts off immediately with Sopranos you know, with the first, with the first episode.
1: Spoilers. My goodness.
0: Bobby is around. Well, we'll see. We'll get there. We'll get there. You don't know. You
1: don't know. We'll get there. But yeah, but yeah, but it's it's interesting, right? Like, you know, we talked about this when we talked about that episode of where Tony makes this decision to give Janice what she wants. Exactly. Right. Um, And I think like he's more inclined, like we talked about, he's more inclined to give Janice, these things because she's like him. Mm. She's miserable, mm. and she's manipulative. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think Tony's afraid of like, well, what's Bobby gonna do to me if I don't make him a capo? Right. Oh, capo, capo,
0: capo, capo. Did I say capo earlier? I think you did. Shoot, I'm sorry. It's okay, Patricia. I think she's the one yeah. who said <laughs> sorry, Patricia. <laughs> sorry, capo. sorry, bad.
1: I think it's because we're Canadian actually. Yes, because we're Canadian. it's like pasta and pasta. pasta. Like it's one of those things. Anyway. We're sorry. <laughs> we're <laughs> sorry. really sorry. We're sorry everyone. <laughs> sorry. Um but I think he is afraid of Janice and how she could manipulate the situation right. too. And so he's he has he's invested in make, keeping Janice at at bay. Which yeah. She's been shown to be pretty crazy but that is an
0: interesting part of the season where tony chooses to do something that's not for himself Mm -hmm. when he does choose to basically screw over johnny sack and do something that doesn't even benefit him Mm -hmm. he gives it to janice and bobby so there is an aspect there that does show that janice and bobby are clearly closer to tony than they have been before that he would do something like that but it's also interesting as he's negotiating his identity throughout the course of the season and doing something that's not for himself Mm-hmm. ultimately at the end of the season i think he's back in a position where he's a supreme narcissist mm-hmm. but it is interesting how things progress
1: no yeah, absolutely um and then speaking of well, bobby being nurturing <laughs> Ooh, good one uh junior
0: junior oh wow yes of course yeah. well, what do you think i was gonna segue yeah. to th- i thought you were gonna say junior
1: um You know, he starts off, I mean, we, last season didn't see that much of Junior, actually, right? Right. And so we start this season with him, you know, having this very prominent action of shooting Tony.
0: Yeah, he does kind of become increasingly irrelevant throughout Um, the course of the the series. I mean, he's
1: not, but he's not irrelevant. I think that's like, like he's brought up, actually, a number of times in this season about, like, you know, like, the impact on Tony that you're like, your uncle shot you, dude. Like how do you feel about that are and you it's almost like it's like
0: the second time that this is. Well, exactly yeah. like he's
1: you know and you know we see him start off at home this season right he's yeah. still living in his home and we don't really discuss it but by the end of the season he's living in this yeah i mean i don't know if it's like a more mental health facility mm-hmm. or what um but that's where he is by the yeah. end of the season um yeah
0: yeah absolutely i mean i think it's interesting because by the end of the season, he's basically senile. That's the way that it's... I
1: know, they still put those little question marks in, those. But they... it's getting
0: worse. It's getting worse all the yeah. time. And even at the beginning of the season, Tony's helping him look for money yeah. in the back. Of well, and
1: head. by the end, like, Bobby's rejecting his money, right? Right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. it's.
0: He's completely stripped of yeah. power. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's so... completely on the outside. Exactly. And that's kind of, yeah, like, his irrelevance yeah. kind of grows throughout yeah. the season. Um, what this means is that we're going to 6B, which is very exciting.
1: It is very exciting.
0: Because that is some of the best television of all time. It sure is. We're excited. Thank you for bearing with us on our two-week break.
1: Yeah. On our many little breaks this yeah. summer. But um, we do want to... Alex goes on tour in October. Mm. and We're so, going to try to be done by then. And there, we'll probably stick to this once-a-week schedule. But Yes again like this I I really would like to give this the time that it deserves and I don't want to rush them because like Alex said like this is really one of the best seasons of television ever that we're going into Um, and it takes it takes my brain like it takes me a lot of brain (laughs) yeah it does lots of brain need brain need um, so yeah we just want to try and do it justice yeah. um, and again if you guys have any things you want us to pay attention to that you're interested in please let us know. or if there's something you know you've been wondering about that you would like to hear us wonder about hmm. um, let us know
0: let us know thanks for listening
1: yeah we'll see you for 6B
0: see you soon